Welcome to the Amaze Podcast. Amaze creates free educational videos and resources to help families talk openly, honestly, and less awkwardly about sex, health, relationships, and growing up. Our goal is to help you become an askable parent so your kids trust that you're their go-to for honest, non-judgmental information. In today's episode, I chat with the amazing Carly Anderson, a former elementary school educator turned digital content creator. Carly and I talk about her path to igniting a body positivity movement, how her daughter has served as an inspiration in her journey, why talking to kids early about their bodies is so crucial, and more. Let's have a listen. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to have the wonderful Carly Anderson on the line for a conversation today. Hi, how are you guys? Good. I would love for you to... um, you know, I just learned about you and connected with you maybe a couple of years ago, I think. But, um, you know, t- tell us how you landed in Internet world <laughs> and, you know, running your popular blog, Lip Gloss and Crayons. So I, I actually am not for the first time in 15 years teaching next year, but I was a, an elementary school teacher in Los Angeles for 15 years. Um, I always taught in low performing inner city schools. And I actually started my blog to be a teaching blog. So, oh my gosh, nine years ago. So long before I was a parent, I had just gotten married. Um, All of my friends had those family travel blogs. You remember when that was very trendy a number of years ago and it was for the grandparents and the uncles that lived on the other part of the country. Well, I didn't have kids, but I wanted a blog because everybody seemed to have one. And I decided I was going to write about my lesson plan. So I was going to do these cute little blog posts about how I was teaching my kids long division or how to write a paragraph. Well, that lasted for two months (laughs) on summer vacation, right? And who wants to write about work on summer vacation? Then I just sort of started writing about makeup and jeans and living in LA. And it was a total hobby. I never meant for it to be anything more than that. And it evolved over time. Um, when I had my daughter, she was actually born with a facial birth defect that kind of covered one entire side of her face. And at first, I was very hesitant to even talk about that online. We had, in fact, decided we weren't going to put her online at all, which mm-hmm. probably if you look at our blog or Instagram now, that's a common be like, yeah, <laughs> she's online. <laughs> um, so I had really decided not to go that route until. A friend of ours said, oh, you're not going to put her on like your blog, right? Because of that thing on her face. And of course, my reaction was, oh, well, yeah, not putting her on my blog. Wow. Okay. And, and I think they were saying it from the standpoint of people on the internet are not always kind. It wasn't to be mean, but I started to share more about the medical treatment that she received. And I realized that sharing this personal part of our journey not only resonated with other people, but it allowed me to connect with other parents who are going through something similar. And it kind of just evolved from there. So Amazing. So what was your site called before lip, lip gloss and crayons? Was it? Everybody asks this. It's always been the same name because originally. Oh, because oh, crayons with teaching. Yes. Yes. Right. And every, I feel like every other blogger on earth goes through some type of rebrand. It still works. My goal is to never change. <laughs> I like it the way it That's is. Amazing. That's so, amazing. Hopefully there will always be lip gloss and there will always be crayons somewhere. In the 
Well, that's well. First, I I admire you as somebody who struggles with different internet properties. But um, I I think that is first. I love that you have a teaching history. I feel like I know a number of you know influencers and you know bloggers, writers, whatever, um, who come from an education space, and it's so awesome. I just I love teachers, I, and we at Amaze love teachers. But um, I also think, uh, and you can tell me more, but um, I think this journey with your daughter is such an interesting intersection. I did not know that piece of the story. I um, feel and I, so long ago. I mean, she's fine yeah. now. And, you know, the internet moves in like warp speed, right? Yes. So a well, lot of people that we interact with online now, potentially we didn't then. And so it's always nice to be like, hey, this is where this came from. It wasn't just this random let's put photos up of us twinning on the internet type of thing. There was, which is great. I love a good twinning photo, but there was a more serious motivation behind why it started. And because um, you can no longer see that birth defect because she did receive medical treatment for it. Um, Maybe people don't know that that's a part of the backstory. So every now and again, I'm like, I should really talk about that again. I mean, it's been a while since I brought all this up. Sure. Well, I think it's such an interesting connection to what we're talking about today because, you know, and I would love, you know, you have started this incredible body positivity movement. I mean, it really is a movement. Um, and we'll talk, we'll talk about the hashtag in a moment, but tell me, was there a connection like a explicit or just kind of a, it just happened between, you know, what you were dealing with, 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 with your daughter and then your own sort of journey on the internet? I think, I mean, we've all seen as women and just as people in general, that there are so many positive things about the internet. And then there are so many things that maybe are not so positive. Um, The reasons that we had hesitated to put her on the internet in the first place ended up being the things that motivated me to do the things that we're doing now. And Mm -hmm. a huge part of this was not only am I looking at my own daughter, I mean, she's five, right? But I taught elementary school for 15 years. So I was also looking at the way that all these other girls were starting to interact with media in general and the messages it was giving them. And I just wanted something else for all these kids. I mean, obviously the internet's a huge place. I can't control everything that's out there. But what I felt like is I have this opportunity to put something out there into this giant space that I think is a more positive thing that I want for my own daughter. Mm -hmm. I guess it grew to a bigger thing. (laughs) Well, it sure did. So let's, let's go ahead and talk about it. You started a hashtag called just wear the suit. Talk to me about what inspired you to start the hashtag and has anything surprised you about it? Like what, tell me, more about about how it what what it what it what form it's taking in your life right now so this whole thing was kind of a happy accident (laughs) i have to be honest if you go back a couple of years when lydia was maybe like two or three i refused to wear a bathing suit Mm -hmm. this wasn't because i always wanted to wear a bathing suit in fact it was just the opposite so I had a now not baby, right? And we live in California. We lived in Los Angeles, the land of beach and bathing suits. There's not really hard to avoid the beach and the pool in Southern California. Um, But I did it very well. I would just say no to pool parties. We didn't really go to the beach. Mm. I'd worn a bathing suit two or three times in her entire life. And she was, she must've been two and a half, almost three at this point. Um, And I did a lot of, of fashion on my blog. So I would share jeans and shorts and other things. And 
summer was coming around again. And I was sort of off the cuff talking on Instagram stories, you know, the little videos that you mm-hmm. can watch in the circle for anyone that doesn't know, uh, about how I still wasn't comfortable wearing a bathing suit. And I jokingly, haha, watch what you say on the internet, said, I should just put a blog post up in a bathing suit because then the internet's seen it, right? So if the internet's seen it, I'm not going to care about like the random moms at the pool up the street. Well, little did I know how much that would resonate with other people. Mm-hmm. I got more messages than I've gotten about anything to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then saying, I feel the same way. Yes, do it because I really don't see a lot of women who I relate to visually sharing themselves in a bathing suit. Um, and then I felt like yet again, just like when someone said, you're not going to put your daughter's picture up there. Oh, I said it. So I guess I have to do it now. So really. The lesson is I should not say things I don't want to do on the internet. (laughs) Um, I avoided it for a while, like a month or two. I kind of just pretended I never said it and the messages kept coming and I thought they'll forget about it and the messages kept coming. And so I finally decided, okay, you know what? I'm just going to have a friend who's a photographer, who's a professional, take some nice photos. I'll put a blog post up and I'll like call it a day, right? I've done the thing I said I was going to do. I can move on. Bucket list done. Yeah. (laughs) And little did I know yet again. Uh, So I went to the privacy of my friend's home. She had a pool in her backyard. I almost had an anxiety attack, which Mm. sounds ridiculous. Like when we're talking about all the other things going on in the world, the fact that this is the thing that gave me anxiety sounds crazy. But that's how I felt. I was so uncomfortable. Um, So I took these photos. She edited them beautifully. She sent them over to me. My first reaction was, oh, I don't look as bad as I thought I did, which Mm -hmm. is an interesting experience, right? Like it's not really as bad as I imagined. Okay. And then I sat on the photos for a while and did nothing with them because I still (laughs) like, maybe people will just forget if I don't do it. Exactly. And I wrote this blog post and I hit publish on it while I was in New York on a trip with a girlfriend because I figured I would be so distracted that like it would just go onto the internet, go into the ether of of the internet and I'd never think about it again. Well, of course, it was the highest traffic day that I've ever had on my website. Of course, right? This is how it works. Mm -hmm. The messages just kept coming. Um, And I felt like now I had to do it again. It became kind of this thing. So in the beginning, it was just me. There was no community of other women. And that was for an entire year of me just posting these photos and they would get a great reaction. And then I would kind of move on. And a little over a year ago, so I guess before the start of last summer, um, I was at a conference and there was so much talk about community that I left this conference and felt like, Well, my goal in all of this on the internet is to build community. It's not just to post photos of myself and like get a lot of likes on them. That wasn't really the point, right? So I spent a little while thinking about, okay, how can this involve other women besides me? And frankly, will anybody even participate? I had this fear if I asked the world to put pictures of themselves in a bathing suit, that it would be like an echo chamber and nobody would answer. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, that is not what happened. <laughs> Here we are a year later. And so I wrote a blog, uh, Instagram post and a blog post saying, I really want to expand this to a community. 
I hope you guys will also use the hashtag just wear the suit and you don't have to look perfect and these don't have to be professional. This is really about us connecting with each other and it blew up into this I mean, I guess you would say movement in a way that I didn't expect. Didn't last year or the year before or something, wasn't, didn't you put out kind of an informal challenge? Like, wouldn't it be cool to get X number of photos with the hashtag? I did. So okay. last summer I said that I wanted to hit, oh my gosh, I think in the beginning I said 500. Now we're at almost 2000 photos. Oh, a lot of bathing suit photos. So. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, and I think the thing for me that's so amazing about it is that I see other women connecting with each other. It's not just my thing anymore. And that mm-hmm. was my goal, right? Like I am one person now in San Diego, not LA. That's the move. Um, but I didn't want it to be about me. My goal was never for it to be about me. Right? My goal was to create a space where we're all having this conversation because it's the same yet different for all of us. For you, it was tan lines. For me, it was my thighs. I've heard women say, People made fun of me for being too thin, too tall, too fat. It, mm. It's everything. And I think we can all find someone to relate to within this hashtag, which was kind of the whole point behind it. Right. Oh, so amazing. And then, and how did your, what do you think your daughter's awareness has been about this? Like, have you talked to her about it? Did she know it was happening? I'm sure she was kind of like, yay, we're going to the pool again. Exactly. <laughs> Funny, I actually asked her the other day, so Lydia, what, what do you think Instagram is just on a basic level? And she said, it's a thing on your phone. <laughs> so I think, does she understand the messaging behind just wear the suit? hundred percent. I have heard her say things like, wow, mom, you look beautiful in your bathing suit. Or I really like that one. It looks pretty on you. And I even hear her say, I think I look pretty too, which that to me is more important than the entire social media piece, right? Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. think that she can conceptualize that Instagram is something beyond in my phone. I mean, she's five, but the older she gets, it's something I think we'll continue to talk more about. And as a family, we obviously continue to discuss what we want her to be involved in as she gets older, what is or is not appropriate, what she personally is comfortable with. Um, And there are times that she says, I'm not interested in being in a photo and that's fine. I mean, that's important for her to be able to say, but as of now she's getting the messaging behind it, which is the most important part to me. That's fabulous. Well, so my, you know, the last sort of official thing I wanted to ask you about was, you know, whether these conversations um, about body positivity have kind of, you know, she's five, which is sort of the, really the, not even the beginning, but, uh, you know, starting at age four, usually kids start having a lot of questions. <laughs> and so I was just curious only as much as you want to disclose um, or share, but, you know, have these conversations translated to other things like about health or bodies? I mean, actually what you just said about her sort of having agency and a say in whether she's in a photo, I mean, that's consent, which is awesome. Like, so you're already teaching her about that. You know, people get scared about talking about these things, but this is a key example how it's a real simple little everyday thing that shows her that she has a voice. You know, it's so funny. I was with a group of other bloggers and we were talking about children being in photos. And this is a a prime example. And maybe I have a unique perspective because I worked with kids this age for 15 years in a professional capacity. Um, My feeling was Allowing her to choose whether she's in photos or not exactly is a precursor to other conversations about consent and what she is and what she is not comfortable with. So 
I said this to them. I'll say it here. I say it everywhere. I want to message to my daughter that when she says I am not comfortable doing something, that people listen to that and that she has a right to say it. So whether that is taking photos at the beach or feeling uncomfortable with someone sitting really close to her and she needs space. Um, I do think that's something that you talk about with a five-year-old. And in general, in terms of all of this, I try to allow her to be an active participant in the process as much as possible. So if we are taking pictures, things like her saying, I feel comfortable wearing that and I don't feel comfortable wearing that is an important thing for her to say. I even show her the photos before they go on the internet. Obviously, she doesn't fully understand what that is, but her going through that behavior of, I, I would prefer to use this photo or I like this photo, I think is important. And that conversation will continue to evolve as she gets older. I also think in general, as a parent, something that I try to be really cognizant of is when my daughter is 15, am I going to feel comfortable showing her these photos and saying Mm. this together when you were five? Yes or no. So, I mean, it's a conversation that we continue to have in general. Yes. And it, you know, I, I have, my girls are eight and 14 and I will tell you the conversations that they just keep happening. There's so many of them. Uh, And in fact, I was, you know, it's interesting thinking about this trajectory, you know, with Lydia being, uh, you said five, right. And then, you know, just the other day, um, I was talking to Laurel, my 14 year old, and we were talking about clothing and being noticed and things. And she asked me, we were having a conversation. I don't want to scare anybody, but we were having a conversation related to safety and walking around at night and whatever else. And um, you need to be having, you need to be having. And so she said something about like, Oh, do you think my clothes are whatever? And I said, all women should wear whatever they want (laughs) and whatever they feel happy in. And it's just that the reality is certain, you know, if you have some amount of skin showing people will notice or whatever. But it was just interesting. I feel like, um, you know, these conversation threads are just going to be happening like forever. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think it's such a gift that, you know, you've already started this journey with your kiddo. Um, you know, she's she's small, but, you know, obviously the reality is with her right now. Right. Well, and it's funny. One of the things that I say a lot is, you know, I spent all these years teaching elementary school and I watched these five-year-olds come into kindergarten, right? And they are confident and kind of blissfully unaware and they go to take their school photo and they're posing and they're proud of themselves and somewhere along the way by the time they become the fifth graders it changes Mm. they're insecure they're shy they're tugging at their clothes they feel uncomfortable and can we as parents take all of that away no I wish I wish we could um but my feeling is the more that we're having these conversations with not only our daughters, but our sons as early as possible. And it's a part of the conversation in our families. We're kind of combating the world coming in. If that makes any sense, is Lydia going to come to me and say, I feel insecure. Of course she is. I mean, we all feel insecure about things. That's part of being a human being. Will we have had conversations about, well, why do you feel that way? And what can we do to make you feel better about yourself? And is this something you want to work on? Or is this something that we accept the way it is? I think the more we're having those conversations with our children at five, the more equipped we are to have them with our our children at 15. Oh, amen. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was going to ask you, you know, just a minute ago, I was going to be like, oh, do you have like a closing conversational like tip or anything for parents? But I think you just, you know, nailed that one on the head that, you know, I think a lot of um, the hesit hesitation around these conversations comes from like parents and our own like anxiety about, you know, thinking about kids in vulnerable places or whatever. I mean, it's hard to look at a five-year-old and be like, you know what? I got to be honest. I do feel uncomfortable in a bathing suit. You no, know, I think we have this need to shield our children from our insecurities and our feelings. And while that makes sense because we don't want them to catch our insecurities, there's something very powerful about, you know what? This is something I struggled with as a kid too. And here's what has helped me. Or can, we can work on that together. I think. When it becomes something where you're being honest about where you're coming from, your children, hopefully, knock on wood, will be honest with you when they're 15. We'll yeah, see. absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm hoping at least those lines of communication need to be more open. Because yet again, I can't take, I can't shield my daughter from the world forever. I wish I could. Uh, but things are going to happen. These conversations are going to happen in places other than our household. And Michael is just, to combat that with being a positive role model, being honest with her, um, providing as many positive messages as I can so that those negative ones kind of bounce off. Well, that is just wonderful. I, you know, Carly, I can't thank you enough. I don't know if there's anything, you know, any, anything final you wanted to add, but this has been just such a delightful conversation. I oh can't thank you I enough. I talk about this all day. This is way more fun than unpacking these boxes. Well, I know. I was just going to say, I guess, I guess I better leave you to it. All thank right. Take care. For having me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. To find more free educational resources from Amaze, including videos, book recommendations, conversational scripts, and more, visit amaze.org. You can also connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Amaze Parents and on Twitter at AmazeOrg. And we'd be so grateful if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.